rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you to join us on this Sunday to worship a little something like this. Thank you. 
Verses 1 through 10. Numbers chapter 14. Yes, sir. Verses 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Yes, sir. 
you may stand in honor of God's word if you're able to. Numbers 14, verses 1 through 10. And it reads, Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them? I will disown them and destroy them with the plague. Then I will make you into a great, a nation greater and mightier than they are. Amen. 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 Thank you. 
that they are about to receive what God has promised them, now the promise is too much. My, 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 my. God has worked it out that they can walk into what God has prepared for them, but now it has become too much for them that they don't think they can get what God has already provided. My question for you, what are you afraid of? And why? Some definitions of fear for the noun and the verb express the unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that something or someone is dangerous or able to cause harm to you and pain. Fear is so strong that it can basically impact your everyday interactions and daily activities. Fear can leave you paralyzed in such a way that you stay in your house, in your room, in your bed, and don't attempt anything else in life. Fear can also lead to anger that leads to aggressive behavior and violent outbursts or sometimes passive aggressive behavior. Fear comes when you feel threatened, you feel endangered, that you need to respond to protect and, and secure yourself because you fear someone or something is going to hurt you. Being afraid is based on how we see and observe the things before us. Some things to someone is threatened to someone is just another opportunity. You can overcome your fear when you don't see the person or the thing as harmful, but something that you can overcome. In fact, if you believe you can overcome what is ahead of you, you can become emboldened and demonstrate a courage in facing what God has for you. One way to be encouraged is to know that God is with you in times of adversity. A good reason to know that you don't need to be afraid as we oftentimes encourage each other in times of hurt and pain. The Lord is my shepherd. God for us is greater than the world against us. I want to talk about for the moment in this idea of how the Lord is with us. There's no need to be afraid of them. I want you to put an idea, what are you afraid of? And I want you to think about how big it is, how bad it is, how boastful it is, how you think that you can't overcome. And then I want you to think about how big is your God. And then you're going to find out that what you thought was big is not as big as your God. I have a witness here. So trust in the Lord and he will lead you to great victory and doubt in the Lord and will lead you to great defeat. Let me say that one more time. I want you to catch this. This text teaches us that when we trust in the Lord, it will lead to great victory. But when we doubt the Lord, it will lead to great defeat. My, 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 my. This text that we look at today, it says the great whole community began weeping. 14 chapter. The great whole community. Moses is leading roughly a million of people. Uh, they have seen God do miraculous things thus far. Uh, they, they haven't made it very far, y'all. They, 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 they've been out of Egypt. They've they seen the commandments come. They've seen the presence of God come. They've been worshiping. They've magnified. They've been receiving manna. They walked through dry land, through the Red Sea. They, they've seen God give them victories. But now, when, they, when, when Moses gets 12 spots, and say, go spy on the land and came. Uh, and come back with the report. Uh, the text tells us that they spent 40 days there uh, surveying the land. And they come back with a report. But yet, uh, 10 of the spies 
don't have a positive report. They are overwhelmed by what they see. What stops you from receiving to be done in your life? Israel did not look forward to see what God can do, nor did they look back to remember what God has done. But instead, they looked at what they can do and found out that they're always going to fall up short. Look closely here in the text, verses 1 through 4, we live in translation, reads this way, that the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt, or even here in the wilderness they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country, only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Would it, it be better for us to return to Egypt than they plied among themselves? Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to highlight this and we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but notice here, they says if only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Tell your neighbor, be careful what you ask for. Uh, just just I'm stick a pen there for a moment for you to meditate on that. We're going to touch on that a little bit, but be careful uh, what you ask for. Uh, as a matter of fact, they want to go back to Egypt. My, 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 my. Thinking it was better back there. Matter of fact, they say, Moses, you're not good enough. We're going to choose a new leader. First of all, y'all didn't choose Moses. God told you more. Let me encourage somebody today. There are some people that will reject you, some people that will not respect you because they did not choose you. But what I'm encouraging that you're not moving on their authority. <laughs> Once you walk in the authority that God has placed in your life and realize that God opens doors and, and closes doors and no man can open or shut. God can put you in positions and places and, and surround you with people that can make the experience. Uh, make things happen that are unexplainable because that's what God does. This is in response. Uh, these people respond uh, to this report found in the 13th chapter of Numbers, verses 25 to 29. If you look through there, you, you look there, you can see that verse 27 says, This, this was the report to Moses. We enter the land, you sent us to explore, and it, it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here are the kind of fruits it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and the towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, and the Amalekites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean, along the Jordan Valley. Uh, they, they gave the report after they spied for 40 days, but yet they realized that uh, it's too big, it's too great. They were impressed with the fruit. Matter of fact, one of the fruits they said it took two men to carry the props to how big it is. The side saw what was good, but also thought it was too hard to receive. Forgetting what God has promised them and driving out the God told him to drive out those before them and they will uh, be able to see the land before them. I'm encouraged today uh, that you need to be careful with those who want to always point out the negatives. Those who want to tell you what can't be done instead of looking at what can be done. 
They want to tell you how you can't be successful. They want to tell you why it's hard for you. And here's a situation that you need to encourage them saying that I believe that my God can do all things. That's why Caleb got excited when they were talking. Verse 30 says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as he stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land. Y'all see that there? Caleb wants to move now. He says, we don't have time to argue or fight for what can't be done. I believe it can be done. Let's go at once. We certainly can conquer it. Caleb is standing on the word of the Lord. When others are pointing out what's negative and you're trying to overwhelm, you notice that it's the majority versus the minority. You have the ten spies versus the two spies. I haven't mentioned Joshua, but Joshua and Caleb are in agreement that no matter how big, how great those people are, how great the cities are, how great the land is, our God is great. They were in agreement that nothing's going to stop us what God has for us. And am I believe that? That what God has for you, it is for you. Nothing can change or alter what God's plans are for you. No matter how they come against you, they can't stand against you when you're standing with God. Caleb is standing on the promise of the Lord. Caleb has faith that God can do great things. Caleb is attacking their fear with facts and faith. In the Lord. The enemies, lies, and false statements will lead to fear, and they will try to change the narrative to make you believe what they're telling you is the truth. Notice how Caleb does not deny what they said. Hmm. He does not say they, they, they're not being yes, All that is true. <laughs> but we can win. Mm. Let me help you out that how they're changing the narrative. They're, they're saying that our God can't give us victory. Uh, that they are too great, they are too big, and they will defeat us. But Caleb is pointing out to them that, no, our, our God will give us victory. One of the occurrences that George Orwell is very clear in his book, 1984, said, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Past events, it is argued, have no objective existence, but survive only in written records and in human memories. The past is whatever the records and the memories agree upon. And since the party is in full control of all records and in equally full control of the minds of its members, it follows that the past is whatever the party chooses to make it. Let me tell you what he's pointing out here says that if I can write the history books, then I have made what is history. You cannot refute if you don't have proof. And so if I can remove it from the history books, you can't tell me what I'm saying is not true. So here comes the ten spies saying, so we will give you our narrative of what we see. Uh, we see great people, we see the big land, we see fortified cities that cannot be overcome. Uh, the people are believing the narrative, the wisdom, even though it Holy is obstinate and opposite of what God has done for them. Was it Egypt great? It's a great empire that has been defeated. And yet now you're scared of these people. Here it is that oftentimes we allow people to rewrite our narratives because we don't believe in ourselves. See, the goal of the end is to change the narrative and have you not believe in the truth but believe in what they tell you. 
The bad report is keeping them from receiving what God has provided for them. The bad report makes them believe that they are not as great as those who are before them. See, see the spies point out that the people there will devour you. The people there are bigger than you. The people there are greater than you. It's hard for you to be successful when somebody keeps on telling you how unsuccessful you are. The self-fulfilling prophecy means this, that if I believe something, I can make it happen. But oftentimes it's the negative that comes because that's the easiest thing to come. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm never going to get this job. So why apply? I made it happen. I fulfilled it. I told you I was right. I, I, I'm not going to make the team, so why should I try? I didn't make it. I told you. So that's why I shouldn't have to try. I, I'm not going to make it to that college. So I did not apply. See, I didn't get accepted to that college. I can make it happen. See, I can do nothing to get done. But yet when I trust in God and I do something, I believe in Him that He says that I can get you into the place and position I want you to be in. And then God starts working things out in your favor. You start looking at God saying, God, I don't know how I'm in this position. I'm in this place. I met this person. I received this. This had to be your grace and your mercy. But the enemy has you believing that you're not special. That you don't deserve. What you do receive is too much for you to handle. The lie of the enemy thinks that you're not worthy of good things. Uh, the enemy makes you believe that you are lesser than somebody else. So therefore they will belittle you and deny you and dismiss you. They'll make you see yourself lesser than you really are. Uh, this this otherizing thing that when I can dehumanize you, when I can make you not a human being, when I cannot make you a sentient being, when I can make you a thing, it's easier for me to abuse you, misuse you, and mistreat you. That's why we are struggling and wondering how many people don't love one another because they've been taught how not to love. When I can judge you based on the clothes you wear and where you live or what car you drive, it's easier for me not to see you as a person but as a thing to judge, to deny, to dismiss. Uh, your, your opinion does not matter because it does not agree with mine. I can find my history books to help me understand what's going on. But if we understand that when we look at our history books, it's not cool with the history. Y'all hear me? You can open up the history books and look into that they give you what they want to tell. They write their narratives, they write their stories. But when you can research and find out that that does not line up with the other stories, that's what people are having this awakening now, understanding that the lies my teachers told. They didn't tell me lies on purpose. They received this narrative, this history book. They didn't research it for themselves, and they're just repeating what they have heard. But now when we can know better, we can learn better, we can do better, we can see the outcome, see everything. So here it is that you have a negative report, giving them the false narrative, and then you have James, Joseph, and Gary say, let me combat that with this This is what uh, the Caleb is fighting against when he says that the people the negative spots that they see you small as we see them big. And they see you small in their size too. Uh, they hold on to this lie. This lie, hope makes them believe their past is better than their future. This lie makes them think their past 
is better than the future. Look closely there. The text it says that if only we stay in Egypt, if only we die here and not go there, if only we rise up a new leader and go back to Egypt. I'm first somebody that don't look to your past ones that you forget and don't look at Notice that when they started complaining and wanted to go back, Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb, these four men of faith, these four men being obedient, these four men trusting in God, they fall on their face, pleading on the ignorance of the behalf of the community. They said to all the people in the land, we travel through and explore as one of the rest. Do not rebel, verse 9, do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are helpless prey to us. They are our bread. They are our food. They are basically going to help us. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of Look to God with faith as Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb had it. Standing before these naysayers and these doubters who are afraid and telling them that they can't win. He's telling them we can win because God will give us victory. And then look what he says, verse 8 and I said, And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is rich of land, flowing with milk and honey. Let me help you out that when it says it's flowing with milk and honey, it's pointing out you are out to a seed. What you did not plant, what you do not own, what you did not, you will be able to reap, and you will be able to enjoy, but you did not sow. It's pointing out that it has everything that we need. It's ready to move in. It's moved in ready. Everything we need is already there. And so he's, he's helping us to understand this trust is the Lord. Don't have doubt. Remove doubt. When you have doubt, throw it out. You don't think something's going to work, it's not going to work. You gotta believe it. Paul teaches us this in Romans uh, that we ought to live by faith, not by doubt. Romans 14 23 says, But if you have doubts about whatever or not, you should eat something. You are sick if you go ahead and do it. We are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe, it's not right. You are sinning. Saying that if you're doing, if you don't believe it's right, don't do it. That's how we try to teach our children, right? How to teach them how to say no, right? If you have a doubt, don't do it. Just do what you know to be right. Don't do what you think is going to be right. Do what you know to be right. That's not right. Don't do it. James 1 and 6 says it this way. So what do you ask you? Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person who died but who with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. You see, when we are trusting in God, we can walk with confidence, we can ask with boldness and believe that what we say shall be done because our God says that he will withhold nothing for his children. So that's why we have to place our faith. In God alone, not on man, not on these people that can change as the wind changes. Notice these spies had one assignment to give a report back, to give a report back. But instead, they decided to persuade the people that that's too much. 
we can't make it there even though God has already given us it. You know, God has already given them that property. But they now are not seeing what God can do. They're looking at what they can do. I'm always and, and encouraged and, and, and when I think about how I cannot do it, but I'm not God. And if there is God, it's not me. So when I can let go and let God, it's amazing how things start working out better in my life when I start stop trying to be in control. The more I am in control in my life, I really am out of control. Because how can I say, leave me, Lord, when I'm driving? How can I say, God, me, Lord, when I'm telling you this way I want to go? How can I say, I follow you, Lord, if I got some pissed off, I got to live all the way? No, 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 no. I got to go on this itinerary. I got to go on this plan. So if God has me laid over somewhere, I'm going to lay over somewhere at this time ago. Trusting that He knows what's best. Even though I want to get there and I'm hurt, I got to trust the Lord that He's going to get me there right on time. Notice here that He's pointing out to them don't rebel, don't revolt, don't be so audacious in your actions to basically do something intentionally against the Lord. This audacious, bold act that they were willing to do is say, God, we don't trust you. We don't trust you enough to defeat our enemies. We don't trust you enough to make us take us all the way. You brought us here, but you only brought us here to leave us. You only brought us here for us to die to our enemy. It would be better to go back and eat you. Now, I'm saying all these things. I hope you think the same thing. That that doesn't make sense. That is correct. How can we say to God that you can't do what you said you're going to do? You took us out of Egypt. You brought us through dry land, through the Red Sea. You provided for us mine every morning. You brought bread and brought us meat. Our clothes have not worn. Our sands are still in good condition. And the land is right there. We can march in into our land. We've over a few days released from Egypt. We've got a taste of liberty, a taste of Freedom. While we're here in Portugal, yet we're ready to walk into our land. But no tense stop. We're able to tell them, no, you can't do it. Mm. Doubt can paralyze you. Fear can lead you to stop from receiving what God has for you. Notice that God promised that the latter would be grave. But they want to go back to their former. They want to go back to yesterday. If you you might have been in a place uh, when it was time to make some change. People might tell you that we don't need a change. It was, it, was, it was how it used to be. But yet they're not progressing. They're dying. But they're happy to die. Because it's comfortable. God oftentimes will move us to be uncomfortable. God will help us to maybe have to do a little work to get what he already gave to us. And here's the thing that you don't have to do much work if God's already done all the work. You just need to be where he calls you to be. And so here it is that we're thinking about how they are afraid because they believe that they can overcome their enemies. But Caleb, Joshua, Moses, and Aaron, let them know that if God is for us, who can be against us? He said, the Lord is with us. Don't 
be afraid of them. What, what are you afraid of in your life? Again, I want you to think about it. How big it is. How great it is. What's the size of it? And is it bigger than your God? Because when you realize that there's nothing bigger than our God, then you know that this, you have nothing to be afraid of. You can receive all the Lord has ahead of you when you overcome your fear. I, I want to tell you the story that concludes this message. You might have heard this story before about these two birds sitting on a fence. And a patch of strawberries is ahead of them. These birds are talking to themselves, this is a story, a story, talking to themselves, man, those strawberries. Showing up look good. But we can't get those strawberries. Because there's a man in the middle of the field. But man, I wish you could taste those strawberries. One verse and the other verse says, you right. But I'm scared that man might get us, so we just gonna stay right here. Then all of a sudden they see a bird swoop in to the middle of the field. The bird finds that bird and says, Hey, don't you see that man in the field? He's going back to him saying, Yeah, that's a scarecrow. To scare you for being here. But you can get off your feet. You can come and get all the strawberries <laughs> and eat in your belly the life. Soon as they realized that, that what they were afraid of was not real, they swooped in and enjoyed those strawberries. Let me help somebody out today. There's something out there that's hindering you, that's stopping you from receiving what God has for you. But you can get over your feet and believe that God can do it. See, the world you we can ask or think or even imagine. If you can believe that God said it, He can do it. If He can make water turn dry and then walk on dry land, He can make water Rose from the grave and seated at the right hand of the Father. 
Lord, I pray today that they perceive that truth. And therefore, Father, you guide them to a Bible meeting, Bible preaching, teaching church, to decide to help them to grow in the admonition of you. In Jesus Christ, the Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. And prepare to give God his tithe and our offering. Those who are watching and join us online, you can donate through our website, www.zionbcpoa.com, where you can send the tithe and offering through our app or download the app from our website as well and keep our giving online. Those who are ready to prepare to give here and prepare, uh, let us pray to, for God to bless all. Almighty God. He has a blessing we have desire to give to you what already belongs to you. We thank you, Lord, for the means to receive it. Father, he has to bless those who have desire to give and yet have not. Lord, we thank you that you are able to provide all our needs. And so we surrender to you. So, Father, bless what is given, uh, multiply and increase it, that it goes back out for the duty of the kingdom. Evangelizing, equipping, and the saints of our disciples, Lord. Feeding the hungry, holding the naked, ministering to the sick and the sudden and blessed. In Jesus Christ, we Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us. God bless you. Amen. And you're welcome to come and bring forth your offering here in this place.